Good morning, Pittsburgh, and a special good morning to Alex Highsmith. What is it like to wake up the day after signing a contract for $68 million? Well, Alex Highsmith will have that feeling today, whenever it is, that he decides to wake up in the great city of Pittsburgh after signing a four-year deal, officially a five-year contract, worth over $70 million with the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay The former third-round pick out of Charlotte will be a Steeler through the 2027 season, and it further solidifies the Steelers' commitment to defense. I'm Austin Bechtel with you here on the Fan Early Morning Show for this Thursday morning on July 20th. And as the Steelers continue to prepare to get ready for training camp, it shows an added commitment to not just what the Steelers have previously done in years past under the old regime of Kevin Colbert and company, it's now ushering in the new era of Omar Khan, of Andy Weidel, and a continued approach to draft your own, develop your own, and then sign your own. Alex Highsmith replaced Bud Dupree, former first-round pick, somebody who, when he left, signed a huge deal in Tennessee. And I was a little bit skeptical of really how good T.J. Watt made Bud Dupree. Was Dupree that great of a player? Or was he just somebody that benefited from having one of the best pass rushers in all football and an eventual defensive player of the year on the other side of him? Alex Highsmith really was looked at at first as a depth piece. Somebody who can come in and try to spell and be the third guy in that pass rushing rotation, but he really blossomed into something. He blossomed into a star, especially with TJ Watt out this past season. Watt is the NFL defensive player of the year, 22 and a half sacks the year before tied Michael Strahan's single season record. He really should have been number one in all his sacks in the NFL. And if that last game against Baltimore was at home, it might be the case that T.J. Watt would have got another sack. He had a couple of instances where there was a play where he tripped up the quarterback, could have got the call, but it ended up being deciphered as a rush. Whatever, if it was in Pittsburgh and it was the Steelers' official scorekeepers and everyone keeping stats deciding on what it truly was going to be it probably would have been a sack and TJ Watt would have had the all-time record but nonetheless Alex Highsmith he's 25 he'll be signed through until he's 29 he'll still be able to get another big contract potentially if he's still a star 14 and a half sacks last season five forced fumbles Five forced fumbles for Alex Highsmith. Overall, he was the guy that the Steelers needed him to be whenever T.J. Watt was out. I mean, he was great to begin the year against Cincinnati in the game that the Steelers ended up going just absolutely haywire defensively where T.J. Watt went off with an interception and some sacks. Alex Highsmith had three sacks. He had nine total tackles. Six of them were total tackles. As well as forcing a fumble in that game. 
But you want to look at what did Alex Highsmith do when T.J. Watt was not on the field? Well, there were a couple instances where, yes, he did kind of shrivel a little bit and you wondered if the pass rush was going to be able to keep up. But a main reason why, and a big reason because of that, is because of how opposing offenses and opposing offensive lines and offensive coordinators were approaching Alex Highsmith and his ability to get to the quarterback. Highsmith against New England didn't have any sacks, didn't have a tackle for loss. He returned in the Thursday night game at Cleveland and what ended up being a little bit abysmal for the Steelers, 29-17, to the loss, eight tackles in the game, had one and a half sacks. He had a sack the next week against the New York Jets and a loss at home, and then the absolute disastrous game against Buffalo where it seemed like everybody was off the field in the second half where he only had one tackle, and that was just one of those burn-the-tape type of games. Throw it away. You don't have T.J. Watt. Would T.J. Watt have even made a difference in that game? No. The Steelers, once they stepped foot into that stadium and the clock started to roll, really had no chance. But against Tampa Bay, had one sack against Tom Brady, was shut out against Miami and Philadelphia in what were two more... Difficult games on the road. That Philadelphia game, another one that the Steelers really had no chance in. Two non-competitive games last season being Buffalo, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Buffalo could have easily been the AFC representative. But the Kansas City Chiefs in, that guy Patrick Mahomes did his thing. He had two sacks against New Orleans. He had half a sack against Cincinnati. Alex Highsmith loves to feast against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And, well, why not do really well against your division? When you have the chance to star and be a stud against your own division for Alex Highsmith, he did that against Cincinnati and against Cleveland. Highsmith had a combined four sacks against the Browns, as well as three and a half sacks against the Cincinnati Bengals in his 16 and a half total. He forced a fumble against Carolina. Indianapolis, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and that game to begin the season against Cincinnati. Now, T.J. Watt missed a major amount of games in the middle of the season, was able to come back in the latter half, and Highsmith was still productive. Sack against Carolina. Last four games of the year, Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore, Cleveland. And Alex Highsmith was still a very strong player. He was better because he had T.J. Watt next to him, who wouldn't be. But it's not like he completely went away altogether in games without him. He had seven games where he did not record a sack overall this season at a 17. 14 and a half on the year, 63 total tackles. He was a key player. He was a great player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was worthy of the money. And it just, again, the emphasis on defense for the Steelers when everybody in the NFL wants to continually focus on offense. Kansas City Chiefs, what do you think of first? Obviously Mahomes, but you think offense. You think Kelsey. You think Juju last season and helping them to be able to win a Super Bowl. You think Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You think of the guys that they've had in the backfield, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You think of the year they had Jared McKinnon. Isaiah Pacheco, the wide receivers that they continue to bring in, Sky Moore, young guys to try to balance off what Kelsey brings. 
and just that whole entire offensive system to begin with. You need guys to be able to rush the quarterback. The most important positions in football are your quarterback, who protects your quarterback, and who gets to your quarterback. And the Steelers are not paying their quarterback. Kenny Pickett is going into his second season. You can afford to pay guys, including Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt you're going to pay regardless because of just the dog that he is. The fact that he is arguably the best pass rusher in all of football. Nick Bosa's up there. Miles Garrett in Cleveland is up there as well. And if you want to include the whole entire defensive line in general, I mean, is TJ Watt really a defensive lineman? Then Aaron Donald is obviously right there at the top as well. But for Alex Highsmith, he has earned himself a spot to be considered one of the top pass rushers in the NFL. He really has in three seasons. His rookie year, played all 16 games, only had two sacks. 2021, all 16 games. He played 16 of the 17 games, rather. 74 total tackles, six sacks, and was just a force, a force to be reckoned with in stuffing guys behind the line of scrimmage. So this past year, when Alex Highsmith was given his opportunity, five forced fumbles when in the previous two years he had one. 14 and a half sacks when in the previous two years he had a combined eight. His total tackles were down, but I mean, who cares? Other guys were making plays. How about Miles Jack is the one that ended up leading the Steelers in total tackles with about 104, who will not be commanding the middle linebacker position for the Steelers. The Steelers are not paying really anybody on the offensive side of the ball. Pat Fryermuth's on a rookie contract. Deontay Johnson's making big time money. That's a topic for another day. But you're not paying Kenny Pickett. You're not paying Najee Harris. You're not paying Broderick Jones, who you just drafted. You're not paying George Pickens. You're paying some of the guys on your offensive line okay money, like Mason Cole. Chuksakorafor is making a pretty penny, but James Daniels still not that much money. Kevin Dodson, what are you going to do there? Well, seems like he's going to be the extra guard that can move around and put Sayamalo from Philadelphia at the left guard position. Continue to build up the offensive line there, but the money is spent on the defensive side of the ball. Patrick Peterson, Micah Fitzpatrick. Let Terrell Edmonds go in free agency with KZ now and Keanu Neal at the safety position. I like this Steeler defense. I like what they bring to the table. And to be able to continue to have this defense stick together, which has continuously been in the top five in sacks, and a lot of the times has led the league in sacks, one big major reason why has been Alex Highsmith. He is the Robin to the Batman of T.J. Watt. And I think the difference is for the Steelers compared to when Bud Dupree was in a similar situation. Did you really believe that Bud Dupree was all that much better of a player than what Alex Highsmith is now and what Alex Highsmith continues to be? I don't think so. I always thought that Bud Dupree, I wouldn't call him a fraud, but when he went to Tennessee, he became exposed. Bud Dupree did nothing in Tennessee. I thought that in three years, he signed a big contract with Tennessee. He had a great season with the Steelers his last year before ultimately going in free agency and getting a big deal with the Tennessee Titans. I thought in that instead of having 15 sacks in one year, he'd get 15 sacks in three years combined. I just didn't see it with Bud. He didn't seem like 
the smartest player in terms of overall knowing the defensive scheme, that he was just a kind of go get the pa- go get the quarterback type of guy. That if you had to drop him back in coverage, if he had to make a big time read at the line, that TJ Watt had him beat on that. And it's hard to compare and say that because TJ Watt is just the freak of nature that he is, defensive player of the year, just everything. There's just so many intangibles to explain about TJ Watt, but I think Alex Highsmith gets it. I think he understands what it takes to be a big-time pass rusher in the NFL. And that the more and more that he continues to get better and develop and not just have a big game, whether it be two sacks, three sacks, but be able to be a consistent force for the team, no matter who they're playing, and be able to help out in the pass rush to alleviate pressure off of T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and anybody else that the Steelers want to put up there on the defensive line. The extension is done. An extension could get done with another high-profile member of the Pittsburgh Steelers before training camp begins next week. Who could it be? Who could it be now? Well, I'll tell you next here on the Family Morning Show. I'm Austin Bechtel, Sports Radio 937 The Fan.